0: Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration poses this question to you. Why haven't you asked God?
1: We often look every place for help except from above. We seek out answers online, in scholarly articles, through professionals and experts, but fail to depend on our faithful God who has all the answers and all power. But today, God is encouraging you to make Him your first contact and first line of defense in any situation you face, because the Lord loves stepping in and working things out for those who place their trust and confidence in His great name. Welcome to this your Tuesday, October 20th, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever. I am very happy to be in the studio greeting you today and am immensely appreciative of your incredible support that makes it possible to share these podcasts as an absolutely free resource on select radio stations, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, on my YouTube channel, and wherever podcasts are heard. I'm super honored that you even took time to press play. I know there are other places you could be, but having you as a part of the Daily Cup family fills me with gratitude. So the ministry received a powerful testimony from a precious member of our faith community, Lori Ann from Minnesota said this, I was in the hospital for three weeks fighting COVID. My family couldn't be present with me in the hospital room, but I laid in bed and listened to your podcast that encouraged me to stretch my faith and believe God no matter what. Even though some people I knew had already passed away from COVID and I had to fight through feelings of fear, your Bible teaching made my faith strong and I believed God to heal me and he did exactly that. I am COVID free and I praise God for both you and his healing power. Oh, glory to the name of God. This is awesome. My heart is rejoicing that God has healed your body, Lorianne, and the power of God's word gave you hope and faith through the process. Daily Cut family, we're praying for everybody who has been impacted by coronavirus. And right now, we're also praising God for bringing Lorianne through it. Can we get a praise break right here? (laughs)
0: Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org donate. Thank you for your generosity.
1: All right, let's begin today's inspiration with a prayer. God, thank you for gathering us together once again to hear from you. Please anoint my lips and open the heart of the person you sent to press play so they will greatly benefit from what you have chosen to share with us on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Daily Cut family, my 14-year-old son, Caleb, is a toy collector he especially loves collecting action figures. Now, I'm not sure if he'll always do this, but for now, he loves doing it. And I love seeing him enjoy that. Caleb is just whip smart and he can do many different things well. And about a month and a half ago, Caleb came to me about having found something called Minimates. I had never heard of mini-mates, and he told me that he was researching them because he might be interested in possibly collecting these little block-styled miniature action figures that are about two inches tall. And mini-mates have all these easily swappable parts, and so he has started to collect mini-mates. Now, Caleb is really gifted creatively. Aside from being an excellent photographer, his animation and stop-motion skills are super impressive. I honestly don't know how he does all that stuff, but I'm aware that he studies and researches and puts hours of work and practice into his craft. It's a hobby for him, and he gets joy out of it. So last week, Daily Cup family, Caleb showed me two photos that he had taken of his mini mates, and that's how he practices his photography skills on his action figures. And the shots were so cool. And I noticed, especially in the photo of the Ironheart mini mate, that the mini mate looked so much bigger and taller than it is in real life. And I was so intrigued by how Caleb made it look like this tiny action figure was coming at you in 3D and it appeared to be maybe five or six times bigger, like way taller and more imposing than it is. So I asked him, how did you get the mini mate to look so much bigger? What did you do? And Caleb explained to me that it was all about the angle of the shot. And I won't even try to give the explanation he gave me because I would botch it, but he understands how to get just the right angle and perspective to make the subject of his photos look bigger. And, you know, while I was looking at the image and asking Caleb all these questions about his photography techniques, I thought about something that I knew in that moment I would share with you. I thought about how the actual size of the figure was small, but the angle or perspective from which he captured the shot determined how big or small the action figure would appear to the eye. Because of Caleb's perspective, the photo belies the actual size of the mini-mate. It's not a realistic representation. And I think that sometimes, because of our perspective on, say, our problems and issues, we tend to make them bigger in our eyes than they actually are in reality. I know I have been guilty of doing this. We magnify the size of our problems and diminish the size and power of our God instead of doing a side-by-side image of God next to our problems. If we focused on the bigness and greatness of our God, we would see how small our issues are by comparison. But unfortunately, sometimes we'll look at everything but God. We focus on our problems instead of His promises. We'll seek help in every place other than the throne of grace instead of just asking God for what we need. Why don't we just ask? As I pondered this, the Lord led me to 2 Chronicles 16, and this was during the 36th year of King Asa's reign. Now, Asa was the third king of Judah, and this period of time that is the focus of our lesson was a troubled and problematic year for Asa, who had enjoyed a relatively peaceful time in the earlier part of his reign— But King Basha of Israel gave him issues because King Basha invaded Judah. And then Basha fortified this city named Ramah to keep anyone from either entering or leaving King Asa's territory. So Basha had essentially set up a stronghold. Think of it like a roadblock in Asa's way. And understandably, Asa didn't like that. And he felt an urgent need to do something about it. So Asa got an idea and sprang into action. He took money out of the temple treasury and the treasury of the royal palace, right? And then he sent that money off to a Syrian king named Benadad of Aram. Now, Benadad was an ally of King Asa's nemesis, who we already established was King Basha, Basha and Benadad had a peace treaty, but King Asa, who sent Benadad all that silver and gold from the treasury, also sent a message asking Benadad to break his agreement with King Basha and attack Israel, which King Basha reigned over, so that Basha would leave Asa and Judah alone. It was a pretty straightforward proposition. Benadad accepted it and sent commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. And so when King Basha heard that all these Israelite towns were being attacked and defeated by Benadad's army, King Basha abandoned his fortification project at Ramah. He stopped all the work on it and King Asa got what he wanted. Mission accomplished. He had figured out a way to fix the situation by paying a foreign ally, and he was looking pretty smart here. He made some strategic moves. So at the time that this was all happening, scripture says Hanani, the seer, he was a prophet of God, came to King Asa as he was riding high off the success of his strategic moves. And this prophet said these words in 2 Chronicles 16 and 7 to Asa. He said, because you have put your trust in the king of Aram, instead of in the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. Uh Uh-oh, Asa thought he had done a good thing. But you have to know that Benadad of Aram wasn't a true ally of Asa. And so by scheming, Asa missed his chance for an even better option, which was to defeat Aram and his armies. And I'm reminded of Jeremiah 17 and 5 in the New Living Translation that says, This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. In our story today, while chastising King Asa in verse 8, Hanani also mentioned a previous war Asa had been involved in with two strong and formidable opponents, which were the Ethiopians and the Libyans. And Hanani said to King Asa, don't you remember that battle and how at that time you relied on the Lord and he handed them over to you? Then Hanani said in verse nine, and mind you, the first part of this verse is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. He said to Asa, and I'll read it in the New King James verse, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I love, love, love that. I could shout off that scripture every day. The prophet told him, don't you know that God goes searching? He goes looking for folks whose heart is loyal to faithful, and committed to him so he can show himself mighty and prove his power on their behalf. Hanani was trying to tell Asa, you didn't have to do all that scheming, conniving, and linking up with Benadad. You didn't need to go and pay off a king that God would have handed over to you had you only trusted in the Lord. Why didn't you just ask God? Ah, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we think we have to make moves and we think we have to make it happen and we think we need to boss up, as they say, when really you don't need to boss up, you need to look up. Psalm 121 and one through two says, "'I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills "'from whence cometh my help. "'My help cometh from the Lord, "'which made heaven and earth.'" God is the boss, he's in charge and he knows exactly how to get you what you need to have and get you where you need to go. He knows exactly how to shut down the forces of the enemy that work against you. He just needs you to trust him. You know, right around late 2015, early 2016, before doctors were able to identify two autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia that were literally eating me up inside and ravaging my body, I had some doctors who were skeptical. As these two awful diseases did harm to my bones, my joints, internal organs, my muscles, some doctors who couldn't figure things out said they thought I was likely suffering from anxiety and suggested that it was all in my head because they had run every test they could think of and my illness largely remained a mystery. My digestive system had completely stopped working at one point. I had to be hospitalized and they still didn't know what was happening. I don't even blame the doctors, though, because autoimmune diseases are notoriously difficult to diagnose. They're tricky because they cause a cluster of different symptoms, and medical doctors often miss the signs of the over 100 autoimmune diseases that exist. And it can take up to like five years to identify and properly diagnose an autoimmune disease. But at that time in my life, when I was in pain every day, I have to tell you, it was incredibly frustrating, and at times, infuriating to be dismissed as if I had imagined all these horrific symptoms that had taken over my body and ruined my quality of life. But you know what, Daily Cut family? I thank God for the doctors and nurses that did the best they could for me. And I'm thankful for something else too. And I couldn't say this while it was happening, but looking retrospectively after God healed me at a prayer service and dumbfounded doctors, today I can say I'm even grateful for the one ones who didn't try to help me and expressed skepticism and were indifferent because whether the medical professionals tried or didn't try, the outcome was the same. None of them knew how to help me. So it's a good thing that I wasn't relying on them in the first place. So I could tell you listening after coming out of that challenging season that God is really all you need. I asked God while I was going through it, Lord, what's going on in my body? Will you reveal it? Would you heal me? Would you help me? And God did just that. I'm so glad that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. And because God knew I was seeking his face and I was committed to him and I was trusting him all the way through it, the eyes of the Lord fell on this girl in Buffalo, New York, and he showed himself strong on behalf of Deanna Hobbs at a church in Niagara Falls, New York, where I was carried into the sanctuary. But before the service was over, I was running and I have been running ever since. Somebody listening to me, you've got issues, you have questions, you have concerns, concerns and problems. And God is saying, why don't you just ask me? Ask me for help. Why have you asked experts, but you haven't asked me? You could be a patient in a hospital room, a plaintiff in a courtroom, in the middle of controversy at your place of employment, going through financial turmoil, struggling with your children, having issues in some other relationship, fighting through a condition in your body, uncertain about your future and what your next move should be, unclear about how to achieve a goal. Why don't you ask God? He'll show up wherever you are and whatever you're going through. When you are faithful to God, he seeks opportunities to bless you and show you favor. Oh, bless his name. Although loyalty to God won't stop the adversity from coming or the attacks from happening, God will prevent the enemy from winning. And that's what the prophet was trying to get Asa to see. It is God who blocks the enemy's hand. But you didn't ask him, Asa. So now you're going to be at war constantly. That's what the prophet told him because you leaned on your own understanding and trusted in human power instead of the power of God. Asa chose wrong. But Daily Cup family, Asa didn't want to hear what the prophet had to say. He didn't like that message. So you know what Asa did? Scripture says Asa had the prophet thrown in prison for telling him the truth. Asa learned nothing from that exchange. And it's so sad that he couldn't receive that word because it would have helped him with the next battle he would face. And here's the battle I'm talking about. Scripture says in the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Verse 12 says this, yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but turned only to his physicians. The very next verse says, so he died in the 41st year of his reign because he didn't ask God for help. He turned to human physicians and I'm sure he had access to the best ones because Asa was the king after all, but his mistake was ignoring the power of the great physician. And interestingly, Asa's name in Hebrew means physician or cure. I want you to get this. This is so fitting because his very name would seem to indicate that he had the cure, the answer, and the ability to fix problems and heal whatever ailed him. But he did not, in fact, have that power. Asa's name may have meant that, but there was no power in Asa's name. However, there is a name that is above every name that has power to heal all manner of diseases, to remove obstacles that get in your way, to cause favor to flow to you, to cause blessings, to overwhelm you. There is power in the name of Jesus. Call on his name in the time of trouble, uncertainty, confusion, and distress. If you ask the Lord for what you need, surely he'll respond favorably. Right now, I just believe God has somebody listening, so you'll know that his eyes are searching to and fro. He's looking for somebody to bless. He's looking for somebody to heal. He's looking for somebody to promote. He's looking for somebody to increase. He's looking for somebody to favor. He's looking for somebody to fight for. He's looking for somebody to show up for. He's looking for somebody to dare to trust him, to take him at his word, to be loyal to him, to be faithfully committed to invite him into their circumstances to call on his name and cry out to him. David said in Psalm 34 and 6 in the King James Version, which is what I'm stirring into your cup of inspiration, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Oh my, my. As you drink down the contents of your cup, know that just as David cried out to God and saw the salvation of the Lord in his life, the same will happen for you. God is just waiting for you to call on him, ask him and trust him so he can show up and deliver you and reveal his power. Now let's pray god i pray for this my sister this my brother you said in jeremiah 33 and 3 call to me and i will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known so i ask that you help them to call upon your name even the more and trust you O god so that you can reveal your power mightily in their life and show yourself strong on their behalf. I thank you for the rewards that are coming, for them being faithful to you and
0: believing you against all odds. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com.